Cuts it back. 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Quick Slants podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I am Jason Perrone. It is the bye week for the Green Bay Packers, the 4-0 Green Bay Packers, who got a win on Monday Night Football in the nightcap, an unexpected second game on Monday Night Football. But the Packers are undefeated. They are 4-0, but we've got a lot to talk about because a lot has already happened this week since the game. So let's jump right in. Before we do, as always, make sure that you're checking out all the great work over at Game On Wisconsin, all of our live shows. You're subscribed to the YouTube channel, that you like our Facebook page, you join our Facebook group, you follow us on Twitter, you follow us on Instagram, everywhere you possibly can. And most of our live shows, actually all of our live shows, stream to whichever platform you prefer most. So I am using a little bit of different equipment this week. Uh, I'm using an old school microphone that I had, and the reason why is because I am not at home, my usual home locale of Phoenix. I am actually in Kansas City. It's a work thing, and I'm here from Kansas City, so if I sound a little bit different, I apologize. Hopefully it's okay, but I did not want to not do a show because I anticipated there being another great showing by the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football, and they did not disappoint me. They got the win, so let's jump right in. The game itself, offensively, the Packers did some really good things. There was no Devontae Adams. He was visibly upset about not being active in this game, but the Packers opted to play it safe and give him an extra week of rest and gear him up for the latter part of the season, especially after the team learned earlier in the week that Alan Lazard had core surgery and is going to be out indefinitely. He was placed on injured reserve. Lazard will miss at least three weeks, probably more. That's a much longer time frame than three weeks. So I'm not making, I don't want to make it sound like Alan Lazard is going to walk back on that field three weeks from now or two weeks from now. But that's the situation with the receivers. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But another empty stadium at Lambeau Field for a Green Bay Packers game, which is just so weird to see still. And on Tuesday, the Packers announced that until the COVID-19 numbers improve and they get a better sense from health officials that allowing fans into the stadium, now in whatever number they would do that, would be a good idea. So until they know it's going to be a good idea or that it's okay or better than it is right now, they're not going to allow fans into the stands. So that will continue on longer than just the first three games, which I think is what they had initially said they would not be allowing fans for. So I've talked about the advantage that the lack of noise gives the Packers on the road, but they have now allowed that same advantage to two opponents at Lambeau Field. They've won both of those games as well. So the Packers are just taking care of business. Now, the Atlanta Falcons came in without a win, plenty of struggles. Julio Jones was nicked up, dinged up, didn't play much, didn't have much of an impact in the game. And now the Falcons are 0-4, and it's very possible that Dan Quinn may not survive much longer, especially after we learned that the Houston Texans fired head coach and GM Bill O'Brien after they started 0-4. The Texans fell to the Minnesota Vikings this past weekend. 
while you never want the Vikings to win a game, the victory that may come out of that is that the Packers have already beaten the Vikings once, and they still have to play the Texans on the road. So if Houston's going to throw in the towel on their season and maybe not put the same type of heart, soul, and effort into their game against the Packers, and Green Bay gets another big road win there, I'm not going to complain about that. So that's about as much as I'll say about the Vikings winning a game. But getting back to the, the safety and Lambeau field, it's a necessary step the Packers are taking as far as fans in the stands. But, I, I mean, if I can speak strictly from a, a football fan point of view and knowing how special it is to visit Lambeau Field, it's just a shame that fans can't be there. And during a season in which those fans would be going nuts over this team's start and so much to cheer for, I mean, this could potentially end up being a very special season. It's an even bigger bummer. But again, that's just the fan side of things, and obviously there's more to it. There's the real-life aspect of this. And as much as has been done during the past six months to try and return to some semblance of normalcy, Wisconsin is just not there yet, and so Packers President Mark Murphy took to the media to let us know that it's going to be a little bit longer until the Packers allow fans into the stands. So, some more news came out earlier this week as well. Roster moves going into the bye week doesn't necessarily mean as much as it might because there's no game this weekend, and then they've got next week too to figure out what they're going to do. But the Packers made some moves. So they waived Reggie Begleton. He was called up to the active roster for Monday night's game with Devontae Adams out and Alan Lazard out. Begleton got the call. He was waived, which is standard procedure. When the team wants to do something else with that roster spot and they feel pretty good about the chances that Begleton is going to come back to the practice squad, which is an assumption on my part. I've not read anything about that. The rules this season with regards to players being brought up from the practice squad and then going back down are very much more robust than normal, so I'm not totally clear on how realistic it is that Reggie Begleton might get plucked by another team, but that's always been the case. When you wave a player, they there's, there's some period of time where other teams can potentially sign him. So I think the Packers probably feel pretty good about their chances that he's going to come back. If if they were willing to call him up in this situation, they like Reggie Begleton. They don't want him to go play somewhere else. And so chances are the team feels pretty good he'll be back. Packers also waived injured Curtis Bolton. So Curtis Bolton was waived injured. He is, it sounds like, not going to be back with the Packers, which is a, a kind of another bummer. You know, he had a big preseason last year in 2019, had an injury, didn't play at all. Sounded like he was on his way back. In fact, he joined us on Pulse of the Pack earlier this season and told us that he was feeling good and he was ready to go. He was just waiting for the team to give him the green light to go. Maybe it was a, a matter of Christian Kirksey in town. Chris Barnes is looking good. Oren Burks might be coming up and, and looking okay. Ty Summers. Just too many bodies in the middle, and Curtis Bolton ended up being the odd man out because he was not able to showcase what he could do. So, never like to see stories end that quickly, especially for somebody who's as nice of a guy as Curtis Bolton is. Friend of the show here on, at Pulse of the Pack and a game on Wisconsin, but that is the business side and life in the NFL. So, getting back to the wide receiver position, Darius Shepard played. He caught a couple passes on Monday night. 
One of them should have been a touchdown. And Darius Shepard has has done this before. It seems like when he gets down near the goal line, something bad happens. Last year on Monday night against the Lions, he drops a ball near the goal line. And that game had to be won in late heroic fashion while when the, with the Packers never holding a lead in the entire game. So that was one. And then Shepard catches a ball on Monday night as he's kind of running along the, the end line. He, all he has to do is reach the ball over and break the plane. And it's seven points. He allows himself to get tackled at the half yard line. You can't do that. You got to have better awareness than that. Darius Shepard just keeps proving over and over again. He might be versatile and have the skill set and returner and all these things. Darius Shepard has also proven that he, in crunch time, isn't mentally ready. He's not making it happen. He's not making it happen. So I'll be interested to see what the Packers do there. It seems like they like him enough, and, and he did catch a ball. So Rodgers threw the ball to him, and he's got a role on offense when other guys are down. So I'm not saying he's going to be gone soon, but it was disappointing to see him not come up with that that touchdown. That would have been a big boost of confidence, and who knows? He scores there and maybe goes on to do some more things this season and gets more opportunities, but he didn't. And those mental lapses are going to be very costly in tougher games later this season. And when you're playing really good teams, God forbid it be Seattle in the playoffs. And that's the difference between a win and a loss and going home or continuing on to reach your ultimate goal, which is a Super Bowl, which is something that's very within the Packers' grasp right now. There's a lot of football to be played this season, but at 4-0, there ain't many other 4-0 teams in the league. So to say that the Packers are on a course for a Super Bowl right now, I don't think is too much of a hot take at this point. So Darius Shepard, he's, he's got some work to do, and hopefully he will. I don't think guys just turn it on and figure those types of things out. I think he is who he is, and that's why he was not on the roster, was on the roster, bottom of the depth chart, and brought back up. That's why some of those things happened, and he didn't didn't end up finishing last season on the roster either. So the wide receiver position, all I can say is Devontae Adams, come back. The Packers need you, and Packers, let Devontae play. Release the Devontae. And I think Devontae Adams will be out there barring anything weird that happens over the next week and a half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they come back from their bye week and resume the rest of their schedule. Other moves the Packers could potentially make. Uh, Damon, Damon, Damon Snacks Harrison was scheduled to visit with the Seattle Seahawks this week, and then he is also scheduled to meet with the Packers later this week if he's not signed. Harrison, Snacks Harrison has not been short on the amount of conversation that has been had about him and his potential coming to the Packers. The Packers fans have clamored for him. He's got great experience. The Packers have that need for more depth on the defensive line. Kenny Clark's missed some time. He didn't, Kenny Clark also didn't play on Monday night. And having some veteran presence up there and a former pro bowler like Snacks Harrison would be a big boost to the Packers front there has been a bunch of things said he doesn't like the cold it's it doesn't help with his previous injuries his knees all those types of things our publisher Jacob Westendorf made an astute observation in a conversation earlier this week that said 4-0 can turn that opinion into something completely else it it tends to kind of change the narrative when you're going to a team that's 4-0 even though they don't play in the most geographically desirable place in the United States so who knows? Snacks Harrison could become a Packer or he could very easily be a Seahawk. 
or not play at all or go somewhere else. I have absolutely no idea where he's going to go, but there you go, Packers fans. He's scheduled to visit Green Bay. The Packers have kicked the tires. There's interest there, and the Packers really, truly are doing everything they can. Brian Gutekunst has said he wants to be in every conversation that he can to try to better the team, and he may not be in every single conversation, but he's in a lot more than we're used to from uh, past regimes. So the Green Bay Packers are getting in on snacks. Will they have more snacks in the cupboard? I'm not sure. There's your dad joke for the week. And that is the way that it's going to be. That is your dad joke for the week. That's it. So as far as the, as the other news and other things, Josiah DeGuara, unfortunately, the news came out that he has suffered a torn ACL. And he will miss the rest of his rookie season after only appearing in two games and very limited duty. Huge bummer. Huge bummer. The Packers liked this player. They were very excited about him. That's why they drafted him in the third round. We all know what Matt LaFleur said about Josiah DeGuara. He loves Josiah. And he Josiah is going to spend the rest of the season on the sideline watching as he recovers from an unfortunate ACL injury that he suffered on Monday night. So it's hyperbole to say this is going to make a major impact to the Packers offense. They seem to be able to find ways to to produce without their preferred starters out there. And if Josiah DeGuaro was going to be one or is was one already, then they're going to have to figure out a way to replace that production. And I think the Packers will. So his story is going to have to wait another year and hopefully he's able to contribute next year and get out there and be a factor in 2021 because 2020 is now off the table. And again, I just feel terrible for Josiah DeGuara. You never want to see a guy get injured when you're a football player. It's scary. These ACL injuries, even though they're not what they used to be in terms of the recovery time and the process and the surgery, and there's been a lot of advancements made, it's still a big deal. And some players just don't return back to normal and they don't return to form. And that's the tough part about recovering from injuries like that is that it's going to have an impact on his career in some way, shape or form. And the mental side of it is big too. You know, I'm finally watching Teddy Bridgewater play something similar to what I remember him looking like before 2016, when he had that really gnarly knee injury and we're four years removed from that. So it takes some of these athletes a really long time to be fully confident in all the motions and movements that their lower body can and need to make in a football game. So wishing Josiah DeGuara well. Unfortunately, he's his season is over. So the Packers are going to have to turn to some other guys to create some production. But they just they seem to be getting it. They seem to be getting it right. Jimmy Graham moves on and free agency goes to the Bears. Mercedes Lewis doesn't play Monday night, and Robert Tanyan goes out and catches three touchdown passes. Robert Tanyan had two all coming into this season in his entire career, three in one night. An absolute fantasy darling overnight. Big Bob. The Packers are making it happen. Matt LaFleur is starting to set some crazy precedent with these winning ways of his. He's being brought up in conversations with some very successful former head coaches that started out as well as he has. And I know it's a strange season and some circumstances have benefited the Packers, but every other team in the NFL is getting that same benefit too. So... All they're doing is going out and winning games. You should take care of business at home against the Atlanta Falcons. That's exactly what they did. 
you got a better chance now to go win in New Orleans and steal one there when it's normally really tough to play because it's noisy. Went in there and got a win. Opening day, Minnesota. At, at Minnesota, U.S. Bank Stadium, divisional matchup on the road. Tough start. Went and took care of business and got it done. The Packers are just doing it. They're just doing it. They're winning games, and they're doing it with depth. And all these players from 1 all the way to 55, we'll call it 55, on the roster because of the new rules this season, are all contributing. And this is the kind of thing that they got in 2010, 2011, when they had really good teams that went deep into the playoffs or were supposed to go deep into the playoffs. 2011 didn't go deep enough, but it's about that depth. Don't forget how many injuries the 2010 Packers had, and they still managed to win enough games to get in the playoffs. Now, they won 10 games that season. The Packers are almost halfway to 10 wins already. They haven't lost yet. So I I don't think 10 wins is an unrealistic hope at this point, and I, I, I almost would stretch myself to say 10 wins is probably disappointing after a 4-0 start. That would mean 6-6 six and six to finish it out? Uh, let's not. Let's not do that. So... The Packers are still getting some things done. Now they get a week to rest, and they'll do that, and then they'll come back, and they hit the road, another another tough game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Packers are a better team on paper, but it's a road game. Brady, Bruce Arians, all those factors, you just never know. You can't take any any team lightly, and they're gonna, Tampa's going to be looking to make a statement by handing Green Bay their first loss. So will it happen against Brady and the Bucs? I don't know, but I can tell you right now, we got to relax this weekend, and there will not be any negative and negativity from the Packers on the football field because they're not going to be on it. A lot of guys staying in town, staying in Green Bay to try to keep themselves safe and healthy. So, fingers crossed, the Packers come out of this week okay. There aren't any issues, and nobody gets sick or hurt or anything else happens. We've seen crazy things happen over the bye week, but. That is going to do it for a remote version of the Quick Slants podcast. And in fact, next week I'm still here. So I'll probably do this again next week if there is a show. I know I should not take the week off on you guys, but with it being the bye week and not knowing exactly what it is that I'm going to be doing, I'm not 100% sure that Quick Slants will run at its normal time next week. But I can guarantee you there will be one the week after when they do face Brady and the Bucks. So... Thanks, as always, for listening to the Quick Slants podcast. Everybody, go check out Game on Wisconsin. Follow us on all of our platforms. Check out all of our live shows. In the meantime, everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. Be safe. And it's a 4-0. Go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae from right to left. Cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 